Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about advanced endpoint protection. It's my privilege to be speaking with John Peterson. He's the Vice President of Enterprise Product Management and Product Marketing with Komodo. John, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks. Glad to be here today. Let's start the conversation by talking about the state of malware today. How have you seen it change the traditional security dynamics in our sector? Well, the state of malware has actually gotten worse uh, than it has in years past. I think one of the recent uh, statistics that's been uh, quoted in the press as of late has been that uh, last year alone, 84 million new pieces of malware were identified, and that uh, that makes up about 27%, I believe, of all malware ever created in the history of malware. And if you break that down, that number of uh, 84 million new pieces last year alone, it turns out to be about 230,000 uh, new pieces of malware per day. And the reason that this is happening is that there's not only new malware, more malware, but also more strains of malware. So the cyber criminal community is taking a piece of malware and just creating a, a new version of it. And it's now developed so bad that the, the rate of malware creation is just really, really hard to keep up with. So, John, we, we know that our traditional antivirus tools simply can't keep up with this production. Talk to me a little bit about some of the new leading-edge solutions that have emerged. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. Uh, you know, traditional AV hasn't been able to keep up because it's primarily relied on a, a blacklisting approach. And whenever you're blacklisting, you have to identify the malware, put it on a blacklist, identify the next one, put it on a blacklist, can't keep up. So because of that problem, other models have come about. Uh, like whitelisting, for example, which is, uh, is another way of doing it, which is simply saying if it's not on my whitelist, just disallow everything. But that's too restrictive in a lot of cases, and it creates productivity issues because users want to uh, you know, run more applications. Uh, one of the more modern-day methods has been sandboxing, and sandboxing is all about grabbing these new files off the network, running them in isolation in a sandbox to determine whether they're good or bad, and the problem with that model is that uh, during the time that these files are being analyzed, somebody got infected. That's called patient zero. So there's always a user that gets infected during the period of time while the sandbox is analyzing it, and that doesn't work as well because sometimes all it takes is one user to get infected. Uh, another model has come about is uh, machine learning, and um, machine learning actually takes a while to train, so there's, uh, there's delays and gaps with that solution as well. Well, it strikes me, John, we talked about traditional tools can't keep up, but some of the leading-edge solutions have got their challenges as well. Where do you see them struggling? These solutions are all kind of running independently. Some vendors are offering sandbox-only solutions. Some vendors are offering whitelist-only. Some are offering AV-only. And all of these solutions are actually good at what they do, but they're not enough to cover the problem. So it's, a, it's really the, the challenge is trying to do too much of a point solution leaves an area of exposure for malware to come in because you're not addressing the whole thing. This is a great time to switch and talk a little bit about what Komodo brings to market. Specifically, talk to me about the concept behind your default deny platform. Yep, so Komodo's default deny platform is simply that. It's a platform, and if you think about what a platform is, it's a, it's a, a base where things sit on top of it. And the things that sit on top of our default deny platform, 
is a, uh, the multitude of technology like uh, blacklisting, like whitelisting, like machine learning, like sandboxing, and like this new thing uh, that we, we call containment. We believe that the best way to address this new security challenge in a world where the, the rate of malware is so high is to take this approach of not trusting anything by default denying unless you've actually went through a series of things. And we are not trying to do one individual thing. We're trying to do a series of things. We're trying to do the uh, the legacy approaches like antivirus and firewall and intrusion prevention, along with this, the new methodologies like containment. And um, our belief is that you don't replace the old technology with new technology. You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater uh, for the new, so to speak. You really need to combine all of these different things together uh, and, and take a platform approach. So that's what we do, and that's what we uh, we do that's, that's different. And specifically, the containment new technology kind of helps bridge a lot of the gaps left by the, uh, the old technology. John, you mentioned containment. I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. Talk about that concept, please, and how it works. The way to look at malware is pretty simple. All malware starts off as an unknown file. And once you've determined the state of the file, it's pretty easy to address that challenge. It's either known good, in that case you would allow it, or it's known bad, in that case you would block it. But there's this uh, this kind of gray area where the file is actually unknown. So that's been the biggest challenge. What do you do about the unknown file? So what we do is we, when a user executes a known file that he downloaded from the Internet, uh, the first thing that we do is we go through our series of checks, whitelisting checks, blacklisting checks, firewall types of things. And if it's still deemed to be unknown, we actually move that file over to a container and we allow that file to actually execute inside a uh, secure, isolated container on your computer because it could be actually an unknown file but unknown good. It could be a file that's uh, unknown bad. So we allow it to run. We allow the user to interact and use that application because we don't want to create usability and productivity issues. But while that file is in containment, it's also being analyzed by a system that's going to ultimately render a verdict on whether it's good or bad. And if the verdict is given that it's good, that file will then be moved over to the kind of whitelist area and allowed to run next time freely without containment, or if it's deemed bad, it will simply just be disallowed the next time you you run it. So we don't leave that that gap open where the unknown file is just going to do, do harm because it's running in isolation temporarily. Well, John, that's a great distinction. As you and I both know, the anti-malware space is very busy these days. How do you distinguish Komodo from your competition? So the the competition is actually going down a similar path as we are. They are looking at trying to address the unknown file problem as well. Uh, there are other companies out there that are actually doing um, a containment-like thing, and some vendors are calling it virtualization or micro-virtualization. Um, the way that we differ from some of those technologies is that we we actually contain the unknown application or file, whereas the competition contains or isolates the good application that is typically vulnerable and known to bring malware into the environment. So, for example, the competition might take a web browser like uh, Internet Explorer or Chrome and put that in a container because that's the application that um, is known to download malware. So if my browser is in a container 
or micro micro VM, then anything that it brings into the environment will be in the same container. But that's the approach that the competition takes. Um, we don't take that approach. We take the approach of putting unknown applications in the container temporarily while we actually determine whether it's good or bad. And the reason that this approach is different is that if you put a known good application in a container like Chrome or Internet Explorer, you're taking the approach of restricting it. The idea of a container is to have limits and restriction. Um, so why put a, uh, a known good application in a container and restrict it all the time when you could take this other approach of not limiting what the application can do in a, in a container and just putting the unknown things in there temporarily while you're determining whether it's good or bad. So there's some performance and some usability gain in doing the approach that we've, we've taken. I'd be curious, John, what do you hear from your customers? What kind of feedback do they give you regarding Komodo, your solutions, and how you help them to improve their endpoint security? Uh, it's quite simple. Uh, the feedback we get from customers is that uh, they haven't seen an infection since deploying Komodo, um, and that's uh, not just a marketing statement. It's fact. Um, whenever I talk to customers and say, how are we doing since you've deployed us, they say that we've solved their malware problem, and that has actually caused us to kind of change our uh, our statement on what we have and what we do, and our mantra now is malware problem solved, um, because that's actually what we're hearing from customers. They're literally, literally telling us that they haven't seen an infection since deploying our technology. Well, you don't get better news than that, do you? Don't think so. That's, that's <laughs> what we're here to do. It's solve the problem, so... Looks like we're doing it right so far. John, that's excellent. Thank you so much for your time and your insight today. Thank you. It's been great talking to you. The topic has been Advanced Endpoint Protection. I've been speaking with John Peterson. He's Vice President of Enterprise Product Management and Product Marketing with Komodo. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.